0: These bitches want Nike. They looking for a check. Tell them it ain't likely. Hey guys, welcome to Well Cordell. This is the podcast that encourages you all to consider getting well. And today we're going to talk about wanting money. I've got a lot of episodes planned about money and I figured this is a way to get the ball rolling on that. Because let's face it, we all want money. We're all trying to get our money up, not our funny up, and so I figured with how relatable this is, I want to do a whole episode about it. So I'm going to kick this episode off by sharing how I developed into somebody who, for a little while, put my want of money over a lot of other things in life, and it became very toxic for me, so I'm going to share how I got there. I'm going to talk about why I wanted money and where I thought having, quote, enough money was going to take me. And it started in childhood. So I had a very fortunate childhood, especially compared to a lot of other people. I was well-fed. I had shelter. That was all good. And at the same time, money was a topic that was brought up a lot in my family growing up. And it was brought up often enough and in a way that I felt stressed and worried about whether we had enough From the time I was a little kid. I have a vivid memory that I'm going to share with this father figure that I had in my life. I was in 7th grade and we were on our way home from the dollar store with about $7 worth of candy. But I wasn't going to eat this candy. I was going to use it in a school project. I don't remember. It was some kind of history diorama. I don't even remember. But he was talking negatively about having to spend... The seven or eight bucks on the candy and somehow the conversation transitioned into our finances that we were dealing with as a family and i think at some point i said well we're not poor and you know what he answered back he said yeah yeah we are we're poor so like i said i did have my food and my shelter covered growing up that was no problem i'm not trying to be pretentious i'm very grateful for my upbringing And at the same time, money was talked about like it was scarce. And at some point along the way, as a kid, I figured out that there was a cap. I figured out some kind of threshold that was considered shelling out. Like, for example, when we would order pizza, we would always pick it up from Little Caesars because they had the $5 pizza. It's not $5 anymore, but close enough. And it was really rare that I would get to eat Papa John's or Domino's, which I secretly liked more, but I tried to stay quiet about it because I think I knew we were struggling a little bit. I also thought that shelling out meant going to see a movie, spending money to see a movie instead of watching something at home or watching whatever was available on cable TV. And when I say all this again, I'm not trying to sound spoiled or ungrateful. I'm very grateful for all I was afforded as a child. All this is just to say that The way money was stressed in my house and the way I thought it was scarce and it was limited, it really discouraged me as a kid. I'm someone who has had really big dreams from the time I was a little kid. I knew that I wanted to see the world and be able to buy all the things I wanted. And also, as corny and as cliche as it sounds, I noticed that the cool kids, quote, cool kids, had clothes and shoes that I didn't have and... I wanted to fit in with them. I wanted the cool clothes and the cool shoes. And I think it's worth noting that on top of my insecurity and my jealousy with the kids who were wearing the brand name clothes and shoes versus me who didn't own any, um, there was also a sense of realness to that. Because even back in middle school, early high school, I had a little bit of self-awareness to where I knew that I could be paying better attention to... The way i dressed and my hygiene because i had poor hygiene and i wasn't very well coordinated with my outfits when i would choose things from out of my closet in the morning before school they didn't necessarily match with color or theme or anything like that and standing where i am today i could definitely have roast sessions that last for hours just based on the outfits i chose back in the day it's like what the hell was i thinking But I also have to remember that I didn't think it was important to develop an awareness around fashion. And I was really grateful to my mom for just basically feeding me and clothing me. So it definitely wasn't the end of the world. But you still look back and you remember as a middle schooler, seeing other kids with brand name clothes and shoes. And then looking at yourself who only has generic clothes and shoes. It can impact your self-esteem. And I really started to get down on myself. Like when's it going to be my turn to rock brand name clothes and shoes? I'm getting made fun of for these sketchers. Fuck this. I want Air Jordans. And at home, I'm having my basic needs met, which is great. And I'm seeing resistance to anything beyond that. And my family was eager to give me financial advice to prepare me for when I made it out there in the real world. But looking back from the perspective of having read a few finance books, this advice wasn't the most sound. For example, my family would talk to me a lot about saving, but not saving in the sense of investing the money. It was saving in the sense of putting the money aside and not touching it, and doing nothing with the money really beyond that. So while I'm really grateful that that was instilled in me very young, I'm looking at things now like the stock market and wishing that I had education on that much sooner. So from the time I'm a young kid, I'm starting to develop an understanding of work and trying to figure out how I can grind to make it to where I can afford to buy nice things for one, but more so to where I can buy the things that I want without having to worry. And the discouragement would come when I would doubt whether or not I would be able to have an improved life when I became an adult. The thing about that is that I felt that way at 13 when the only options for me to make money were by doing odd jobs or on the rare occasion doing chores around the house. And while being discouraged, I was just running with the complete wrong ideas about money. Like, for example, thinking that better grades equals more money. That's for another episode. Or another one, thinking that the amount of money you made depended on how much grunt work you did. If you did more grunt work, you made more money. That's how all of society works, right? So I started to condition myself into believing that I need to work as hard as I possibly can to get as far as possible from starving. You know, like every 13-year-old thinks. So, as a naive 13-year-old, I decided I'm going to strive in life To make as much money as possible. And this is how I started to become money oriented. I was actually going to title this episode being money oriented, but it's much more relatable to talk about wanting money in general. And with that being said, I'm going to segue into talking about my first job that I ever worked. I was 17. I worked in a fast food establishment and I'm not going to say the company's name, KFC, it was a dirty job and a toxic work environment, but that's besides the point. KFC gave me more money than I was ever used to seeing at the time. Seeing those bi weekly paychecks hit my bank account raised my dopamine to levels that I had never been to at the time. I really felt like I ruled the world. I remember how I used my first paycheck too. I was on a beach trip with my friends. It was about six of us to a room. And I used my first paycheck to buy all of my roommates Papa John's pizza. I really thought that was going to make me talk of the town, bro. <laughs> so I ended up leaving KFC pretty quickly because I had a lot of money in my bank account. Like I said, it was more than I was ever used to being responsible for in the past. And I naively thought that that money was going to last forever. Spoilers, I blew it. <laughs> So a little while into my senior year of high school, I got a job at Sonic and still to this day, as far as corporate jobs go, Sonic has been my favorite work environment out of anywhere else I've worked. I was a drink maker. I was pouring drinks. I was making ice cream and paid $11 an hour. It was a pretty good gig. Over time, though, Sonic started giving me a lot less hours, so I had signed on with them for part time work, but eventually they had started giving me less hours i was working 20 hours a week then 15 hours a week and it was slowly whittling down to the point where come the week of thanksgiving i only worked one day that week and i celebrated that don't get me wrong because it's like yay i don't have to go to work but at the same time i knew that i wasn't getting the hours i needed and the money was becoming less and don't get me wrong i didn't have any well-defined long-term goals I literally just wanted to be able to buy things generally like be able to go out to eat with my friends or buy something I saw at the mall for example which kind of sounds hypocritical of what I talked about earlier but you have to remember my mindset was as simple as make as much money as possible. I'd never said that I was making a plan on what I would be using the money for but eventually reality started setting in that I was headed off to college soon and I was going to need to buy books and a meal plan. So I decided to quit Sonic, which was very hard. And then for the summer, I went to work at Jack's and not the West Coast Jack's. This is a different Jack's. But this time I didn't sign on part time. I signed on full time to work at Jack's and I had never worked those hours in my life before. And at first it drove me insane. So I had a couple of friends tell me I needed boundaries, and frankly, I agreed with them. So once I had enough to get my college materials, which was not too terribly far in the summer, I just quit Jack's immediately. And that looks great on my resume. <laughs> <coughs> so at this point in my life, money is feeling more and more like a need for me. And going into freshman year of college, I'm in a place where I'm feeling motivated to not look at money as being scarce. I guess you could say I wanted to break the family cycle. And that was me working full-time at Jack's. And that was my next move too. It was me thinking, okay, I'm capable of working hard. So I'm going to go and work as hard as I can. And I'm going to tell you guys how and why that backfired. For one, there's the whole thing with boundaries, which I'm going to get into. But number two, I think I was so money-oriented that I wasn't thinking straight. And that definitely applies to these next couple of examples, these next methods that I tried to make money. So my first fall semester of college, I got roped into this, quote, company. And I'm going to be very light about it because I've got a whole episode coming out where I'm going to really give you guys the rundown of what happened to me so that I can help you guys not to fall for what I fell for. (laughs) But for this episode, I'm going to say this. I had joined this quote company hoping to make money but at the end of the day this thing that I was a part of was actively sapping my bank account. I kept going deeper and deeper in the hole and I couldn't see it because there was this promise of hitting it big and me talking about it and reminiscing on the whole ordeal I'm thinking how the hell did I make it through? And I'm going to circle back to it at the end of this episode and move on to talking about my next full-time job that I took. At this point, I was very frustrated. Again, I didn't have any well-defined goals. I just wasn't seeing the money that I wanted to see. For whatever reason, it just felt personal to me that I built wealth. And I lost time, lost energy, dropped my standards and my boundaries, And I wasn't going to stop. I was losing relationships at this stage in the game. So while I was a full-time student this past spring semester, I signed up for full-time hours working in retail. So we're talking full-time work on top of full-time school. And it breaks my heart with this and also what I talked before with the way I disrupted my relationships and pushed people away because I wanted money so bad. There should have definitely been some personal boundaries. And I should have cared about the people in my life more. Because I was very secretive about working these full-time hours. It really wasn't something to brag about at all. I was ruining my health. And I knew that if I brought it up with people, they would call me out on my shit. They would say, Bo, you are working way too much, man. You don't need to accumulate wealth right now. It's great to want to grind. But this is also the time to build relationships and even when i wouldn't bring up what i was doing to myself in conversation i could tell that there was this growing awkwardness whenever i would talk to the friends i made in my first semester of college because i was growing farther and farther apart from them because i was using all my energy on work and school there was this edge to me that was lost and whenever I did get a chance to talk to my friends, I just felt this unspoken message every time of, Hey, Bo, you're pushing us away, and we really don't like it, and we can't figure out what's going on. So here were a couple things that broke the spell. Number one, uh, my job was toxic. <laughs> I had people issues, and I started to dread going into work because I figured there would be some kind of disruption And there wasn't a lot I could do to control that. I'm not saying I was the best employee either. Because as I had practically no time for myself, I went to work extremely drained. So long story short, it all came crashing down one day. And I just left. I tried to be professional about it. I gave it two weeks notice, but it just became so bad to where I said, fuck this. And the second thing that broke the spell is that I realized that I was in a very blessed position and I didn't need to be torturing myself with these long hours I was working, but I was so money oriented that I didn't even recognize the blessing at all. I realized that so many other people are in a way worse position than me and they're going to make it through. And so am I now going back to what I talked about before my retail job. I told you guys about how my bank account was getting literally sapped for an entire semester of college. So if I can pull through that entire fiasco, what's to say that I won't be okay? What's to say that my money situation won't be okay? Like freshman year of college was a dark time with money and with a lot of other things. So from being on the other side and not even being stressed about those things anymore, I can have faith and confidence that things will work out. From my early childhood, I felt the need to do something that would make me as much money as possible. But what I learned is that life is not all money, money, money. The beauty of life is not even in money, if I'm being honest. This whole time I was focused on money, when I should have been focused on work ethic, and skills, and education, And I've gotten much better at that now. And for me, wanting money has really harmed my perception of personal boundaries and setting aside time for myself. Even now that I've realized I'm in a position where I'm comfortable and I'm okay, I still have to give myself permission to relax and just enjoy myself sometimes, not thinking about working or making money. I came out of all this learning that I'm a person who has a lot to offer besides all the money I can make. And instead of rushing ahead and trying to build a mountain of dollar bills, I need to slow down and actually spend time enriching my life by learning new things and building new relationships. And knowing this has given me a lot of peace, because on one hand, you have money, because, let's face it, some money does have to be made. But on the other hand, there's having full confidence in knowing that you're safe, and protected, and comfortable, and you have people that have your back, no matter what. And that's how we're going to wrap up this episode. Really quick, I just wanted to say how fucking grateful I am. I've gotten so much positive feedback about the podcast, and I'm barely getting started. So I just wanted to say thank you guys for the support, and I hope you're all doing well, and taking care of yourselves out there. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please leave me a five-star rating, And I will see you for next week's episode of Well Cordell.